This is Stacking the Pants with your host, Luca Perito and Coach. All right. Well, I shouldn't have my headphones on for recording your sound too, right? Oh, you're an idiot. Yeah, that was. I was just going to say, I had my headphones on. And I'm like, this makes no fucking <laughs> sense. It's going to come through, but it'll just be you talking to someone. And then not getting a response back in the recording. Yeah, for obviously because we're not televised right now. Uh, I had my, my headphones on, listening to Dan talk, and uh, I was just like one, two, three, and then like I was like, wait a minute, people can't hear what he said. Okay, yeah. So that was dumb. Um, anyway, welcome to episode five. Continue on our trends, Dan. Who is your number five? Uh, you know, as much as he drove me crazy at the end of his time with the Rangers, you got to go with Dan Girardi. I mean, he was, you know, he was like the coolest story because he came out of nowhere. came up like a 24 as an undrafted free agent, became an all-star. Not because of the numbers he put up. He put up like decent numbers that year, but like he put up, he, he, he made the all-star team because he was just a lockdown defender playing top minutes every, every night with Stahl in the beginning and then with McDonough. Now, got to go, got to go with Danny G. Still, still, still uh, kicking too, too, down in Tampa. Yeah. I'm going to go with Donovan McNabb, um, um, mainly because he just infuriated me my entire childhood. Okay. Interesting decision. Yeah. Um, we could also, if we're going branching out of hockey, we could go with um, Jolton Joe DiMaggio. I mean, solid All-time number fives. It's a solid one. I'll give it to him. Give it to him. He's on a break. Shorthanded. Uh, Hazer, you suck. No, the guy who really sucks is Pionk, who missed that entire wide-open net. Um, the, period, the period ended. Whatever. Uh, we're also doing this right now. It's officially now in between the second and third period of the Rangers-Capitals game. All right, so one, oh. you know, we haven't recorded specifically past few weeks, really because we wanted the... We wanted the season to kind of get a little bit of a feel for it. We wanted the season to kind of come to life before we really started talking about, you know... Who's who, what's what, all this stuff. So I think it's actually a time where we can really start to see who's separating themselves from the pack, who's surprising us in a good way and in a bad way, what not here or there, all that kind of stuff. So Yeah, I really wanted to let it take shape and then, you know, before like yeah, you know, doing a podcast about- after like four games. Because a lot of the scheduling's been really weird too. Like the Rangers just had three days off. I mean, there were teams that played like one game and then we're off like literally four days. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Yeah, it, made, it did not make a lot of sense. I mean, obviously the the big story, and it's not really too much of a story, because they are who they we thought they were. Where you know I'm not. I know I'm pulling Danny Green right now, but R.I.P. Yeah, but we 100% thought Toronto was going to be a wagon up front on the offensive side. 100%. And. Right now, six and one through seven games, twelve points. All those games, uh, and those are true. No shootouts or anything like that. They've won. I think they won the one overtime game with Chicago. The uh, where I think both teams kicked, uh, scored a touchdown in that game or something like that. Yeah. It was insane. It's interesting to see how they all play together and everything. But I think no one really is surprised that Austin Matthews, John Savarez, and the Maple Leafs are having a good start of the season. I mean, uh, did you? Did you? It's not even just Matthews. Like that whole team is just stacked. I know, young, filthy talent. Like I told, I, did you ever get a chance to look at? The, I did. Um, I did the highlights from that Ottawa game. The Mar, the Marner, uh, yeah. The, the spin around goal that he had. I, 
you know, Marner, I, I've never, I guess I didn't watch Marner, I guess, the last two years, like, that in-depthly. He is skilled as all fuck. Yeah. And um, they I still, mean, and and they still don't Riley, have Nylander. How about Morgan Riley having uh, the freaking career year in a back end with 13 points? Yeah. I mean, that that's just absurd. I mean, they've got four guys in the top, uh, three guys in the top four of points between Matthews, Riley, and Tavares. So, I mean, like, right now, like, look, is this sustainable? No. Once the teams get a little more continuity on defense and take the systems take shape with the new coaches and everything else that's around, the, the scoring should go back down. The goalies got to adjust. I think the other thing that, you know, we've seen a lot of high-scoring games, the goaltending's, uh, the goaltender's pads, a little smaller this year. That's, I think, led to a, lot, a big increase in the goals. So I think it'll come back down to earth at some point, and the defense has got to get shored up in the back end because they are getting into a lot of these back-and-forth track meets. But, I mean, look, right now, if you're scoring seven goals a game, six goals a game, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, and we'll get into it more later with the betting segment with uh, Puck Bucks. A little sneak peek there. Parlay. But, <laughs> but... <laughs> You know, take the over every night the freaking uh, Toronto plays. It doesn't matter what it is. They they hit the over, I think. I, they have to have hit the over every game, almost every game. Yeah, I haven't looked at it, but you're right. They they must have come close at least. To the um, point where their over-unders were five and a half, and now they are six and a half consistently every night. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, so they're an absolute wagon. Not overly surprised, but, I mean, just the sheer dominance on offense has been insane for them. And, yeah. and sorry, Austin Matthews, ten goals in seven games with six assists for sixteen points. It's ridiculous. I mean, he, also, also Kyle Palmieri, seven goals in four games. Yeah, so another like nice little good end of the beginning of the season surprise or whatever. Good surprise. You know, you and I were both not too sold on the Devils just because like they relied so much on the MVP last year, Taylor Hall you know, to score like over 90 points and they just got into the playoffs and they need the more secondary scoring. Well, right now they're getting it. And, you know, they're at the top of the, you know, division with Carolina. Yeah. Just going to let that sink in for a minute. Um, we're going to talk, we're, no, we're, yeah, we're, we're gonna talk about them in a second. Yeah. Carolina's got nine points at the top and then Jersey and Columbus are right behind them with eight and six. But, yeah, so you've got Kyle Parmeri, um and uh, he's sure having uh, solid seasons. And you also got you got to talk about Keith Kincaid and uh, the season he's had so far. I think he's tops in – he's tops in save percentage, tops in goals against. His goals against is one. That's it, just one. There's no so, other numbers. There's just one. And his save percentage right now is 96. I, I mean, see it's okay. And he's tied for first in the uh, – wins in the league with uh freddie anderson with four so yeah he's off to a stellar start i mean it's 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 tough to see it's not tough to see but it's interesting to see how the devils are going to be when and if they do incorporate Corey schneider back into that starting role right i mean you look keith Kincaid didn't play well in the first playoff game and then he got switched out. And then it was Schneider who played out of his mind for three games in the playoffs. But with Schneider being on the IR or whatever he's on right now, be out injured, you know, Kincaid stepped up again. Like, if he's this hot, I, you, you probably have to stay with Kincaid until he has a bad start. And then you go back to Schneider and then you see how Schneider plays. I mean, it's 
you don't want to have goalie controversy, but they prop they pretty much do. Yeah. Even though what's his face isn't back yet, Schneider. Yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, like I know that like the people say like, oh well, you can't lose a starting job when you're injured. Bullshit. That's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. Every sport they say it's the dumbest shit ever. You can definitely lose your starting job when you're injured. That's just a fact of fucking life. Unless you're like. Wayne Gretzky or Austin Matthews or someone like that. Yeah, but, but I if, mean, you're, if you're Corey Schneider or Tony Romo or someone, yeah, you could fucking lose your job this, uh, when you're hurt. No, I, I agree. So, yeah, it, it's an interesting situation that they're going to have to deal with. Um, I don't think that Schneider is returning anytime soon, so they don't have to worry about it right now, but they are going to have to deal with that at some point in the future. Yeah. Some other really good notes. We just talked about them briefly, but Carolina. Getting a point in each of their first five games. I saw. I watched the game against the Rangers on Sunday. Now, granted, it was really hard to kind of tell uh, how good their offense really is because uh, the Rangers' backup goalie, uh, Gorgiev, started that night. And when I say I could have played goalie better than him, I'm not right, but I'm not far off. I was going to say, let's not go that far because he is a professional goalie, but no, I but, understand what you're saying. No, he played – He played. No, I agree. Really he was I mean, I'm not – yeah, I'm, I'm joking obviously. Like, I know people go way too far and probably, you know, will take that way too serious. I'm fucking joking. But he played fucking terrible. Um, he yeah. g- Whenever you give up eight goals in a game, whenever you give up a touchdown or an ex- and a two-point conversion as a goalie, you're not having a good day. You're not going to have a good day, okay? It's just that that's the way it is. Hundred percent. I mean, like he gave up. I'd say about three goals that he should have stopped, like easy. And then there are other ones that they were tough saves, but you know a better goalie probably has him. Lundqvist, the way he's playing this year, would have had him. But a lot of that wasn't all his fault. There was some terrible defensive play, you know, in front of him, which uh, wingers and forwards not getting back on the back checks or over back checking, and then you had um, defenders just losing people in front. I mean, Shattenkirk got benched in that game. So there was a lot going on in front of him or, or not a lot going on in front of him defensively. And that it was part of it. It was a, it was a two pronged effect there. Yeah. But anyway, back to the hurricanes, a real nice start. Sebastian Ajo. Remember in our preview, we were like, unless Sebastian Ajo goes nuts, you know, I don't really see them having a huge chance. Well, he's a plus eight right now. He is that other guy sandwiched in with the Maple Leafs. He's third in points with 12 ahead of Tavares and behind Riley and Matthews. So he's having an awesome start, Sebastian Ajo, to the season, even though they don't have um, Jeff Skinner. You know, they've got some, you know, they got some other guys. What's the, like, I'm not going to be able to say his name, the the Russian that they drafted. Shemeshnikov, right? Shemeshnikov, asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's got off to a decent start. He's got two goals, you know. For an 18-year-old to get that early in the season, you know, it's a nice little feel there to kind of feel a little more comfortable. Yeah. So yeah, they've had they've had they've been a, a pleasant surprise as you know, they were one of my going to be one of my bottom basement teams, but you know, so far they've proved uh, a lot of people wrong. Yeah, and you know, I think that every year we kind of miss it sometimes when you, when like you're like, oh, yeah, this team made the playoffs last year, like Vegas or, you know, Pittsburgh. You're like, oh, yeah, they made it last year. They didn't do any, any – didn't change anything really. They're going to be just as good. And you just kind of pencil them in right away again. And you just kind of overlook some teams. Now, granted, it's early. It's still October. Yeah, um, some of these teams have played seven and six games. Some of these teams have only played four games. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a big disparity, you know. I mean – 
Like Florida's at the bottom of the Atlantic. They are tied with Detroit with two points at the bottom. They got two overtime losses. So they're 0-2-2, and but they've only played four games. Yeah. Where the leader in the Atlantic, Toronto's played seven games, but one six. So, I mean, like, once everything starts to balance out, I mean, I, I'd say you really don't have a feel until about Thanksgiving. Then you've got a decent idea as to where your team's going to go, if they're going to be a contender for a playoff spot or not. Yeah. That's usually the, the, the benchmark, Thanksgiving. Um, so we still got a month before we get to that point. So that'll be interesting to see where these teams are. You know, I mean, you got Ottawa, who's been, who's got seven points right now. They're three, two, and one, and everyone's just expected them to be god awful, and they're not. Yeah. So so far, and uh, the kid Demello that they picked up has been a nice surprise as well. Uh, Kachuk's playing really good. Unfortunately, he did. Lose. Yeah. He tore, He didn't tear ligaments in his in his knee. He tore ligaments in his leg. I heard. Yeah, which is really weird and hard to do for a hockey player. I think. Yeah. Um, especially since, like, when you fall in hockey, you just fall. It's not like your leg's getting stuck in mud or, or grass or field turf or some shit. Yeah, so uh, what the hell was I saying? Yeah, Dylan Namello, he's uh, he's a plus eight. He's actually tied with Sebastian Ajo, and he's been scoring a little for them as well. So in Ottawa, the, in Craig Anderson, he's a solid goalie. He's nothing great, but, I mean, he's a decent regular season goalie. You know, never been a big playoff goalie for him. So... You know, they've been a nice surprise. So you have some other teams that were, you know, a lot of teams were high on early that aren't doing so great. Yeah. You know, um, I'll just throw, let's see, my pick to get to the conference finals and win the Metro, the Philadelphia Flyers um, are in the middle of the Metro right now, only two points ahead of the Rangers and Islanders. Again, early, but they haven't had a great start to the season. They've been very up and down. And Florida, like we just mentioned earlier, they're at the bottom. They haven't won a game yet. That was a very hot pick for a lot of teams in the East. Yeah. A lot of uh, prognosticators, rather, not teams. I'm just seeing this right now. Stasny could miss two months for the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, that came out earlier today. I Yeah, there's, there's been a couple um, injuries and things popping up, too, now with people. Yeah, I mean, look, let's face it. Get hurt early. Come back later. That's Let true, for the but also... Run. Vegas is off to a slow start. Vegas, you know, we both kind of – I just penciled them in as the number two team in the Pacific. And I think a lot of people did. But it wasn't because they went in last year and were like, oh, you know, they're a good team. They actually went out and I thought improved their team. Yeah. By going out and getting Stasny and training for Pax ready, and it just hasn't, you know, fit yet. They're still, um, they're still waiting for uh, – is it Schmidt to come back from uh, suspension? Um. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Nate, well, uh, Nate. Nate Schmidt. Schmidt. Yes. I, I thought you said Smith. I was like, who's Smith? Yeah. Nate Schmidt to come from the uh, PED suspension that he doesn't know anything about. Um, yeah. Which, as a hockey player, I I kind of don't think hockey players need PEDs. That's a whole separate topic for another day. So I don't know if he he probably just took something that had something that was on the banned list and just didn't realize it. Yeah. I'll give the I'll as I'll give the hockey players a benefit of the doubt. Football players, not so much. Um, um, I will give you the floor on – I don't even know if we could really call them a disappointment anymore at this point. It's just disappointing from a standpoint of they're wasting um, who, in my opinion, is the best player in the world right now. They're wasting his career away in Edmonton. Uh, I think it's just an absolute travesty. Go. That's you. All right. So obviously you're referring to the Edmonton Eskimos of the CFL. Yes, of course. 
No. Um, the Edmonton Oilers, it's they are they've only played four games. They did just come back from uh they were on that trip too, um, in Sweden or something, weren't they? Switzerland. Switzerland, yeah, one of those S countries in the Nordic area. Um <laughs> so he came back with the team and everything. They they're two and two. They they beat the Rangers. Congratulations. So is everyone else for the most part. And he we're talking about obviously Connor McDavid. Still, he is the fastest guy I've ever seen with the puck on a stick. I've never seen someone skate from one end of the ice to the other in a game against guys trying to stop them and just skate by people like they were just standing there. Yeah. And it sucks. You're right that, you know, the early great years of his career being wasted on a on a shit team that just can't figure it out and put a team around him. And, you know, they got great centers, but their wings can't play with their centers. And they don't have the defense. I don't have consistent goalie, goalie goaltending with uh, Talbot. I mean, look, it's four games, so – but right now they're not off to a great start. No, they did have a nice comeback win last night against, I believe it was Winnipeg. Um, yeah, it was Winnipeg. They they came back. They were down by I think four goals, and they came back in the third period, tied it up, sent it into overtime, then sent it into a. Uh, it was you no know, overtime. They won, not a shootout. But it was yeah. it was actually a pretty fun game to watch. Also, getting back to uh, Carolina a little bit, moving on to uh, you know a happier subject. They played Winnipeg really well the other night. Winnipeg has not played well. I wouldn't say they played bad yet, though. They they've been they've just been inconsistent. And I, and if you're going to be one of like the the preseason hot picks, you expect them to like like Nashville. No one's yeah. really talking about Nashville at all. And they're five and one. Yeah. And they're off to a great start. And you gotta you gotta give them credit. So. And Winnipeg was the other team that a lot of people were picking between in that central with Nashville and Winnipeg. And right now, Nashville's held up there under the bargain. So far, Winnipeg. I mean, I watched them play against Dallas um, a week ago. I watched that whole game. First of all, Dallas's power play is unreal with Ben and Sagan. And yeah. that, that It's an unreal power play. They scored, I think, four power play goals. Winnipeg can be undisciplined. And they, take, they took a lot of penalties in that game. That was the second um, road game in a row for them. They were just in St. Louis the night before. Well, the reason uh, – well, I mean, if we're going to go back to last year, the reason why – it's ironic that you mentioned that they're undisciplined because the reason why Nashville lost in the playoffs was because they were undisciplined. The, yeah. the Predators took so many dumb penalties in that playoff series against the Jets. Like, they, they lost their control. They, they, they played out of their element almost, so to speak. And it, that's – it's just ironic that you mentioned that because the first thing I thought of was – they actually play under control and smart hockey against the Predators last postseason. Sorry, go. No, no, you're right. And it's just, you know, they, they just got to get their footing and everything together. They are trying to play without Stasny now that they don't have uh, as a regular center there that they got used to at the end of the season and the playoffs. You know, I, I still think once these things pan out, but it's just, you know, early, you know, oh, my God moments, you know, for who's really doing really well, surprising or really bad. Um, I know you're not surprised by St. Louis being at the bottom of that division. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm just a little surprised. I'm surprised they're at the bottom. I'm not surprised yeah. that they're not lighting the world on fire. That's my thing. True. I didn't expect them to light the world on fire. I thought they'd be in the middle of the, the pack right now in that division. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got the Sharks have been slow. I think everyone expected them to just come out of the gates um, kind of like Nashville and Toronto have, and they haven't. 
I mean, they'll get there. I've been pleasantly surprised, pleased, I would say surprised, pleased with Calgary. I think you and I both thought they would get off to or have a good season and they've gotten off to a good start. Yeah. Vancouver, 4-2. and two. Yeah. Um, um, Peterson or Peterson, however you want to say his name. Yeah. Been a very nice surprise for them. I wouldn't um, say he's a so. surprise. I just didn't know if anyone thought he would be this good this quick. You know what I mean? Like everyone from like everything you hear or read, like he was the number one prospect in hockey last year. Right. I think it's more the early success, yeah. more so than anything else. Not that he's being a success. Um, have you uh, seen? Have you seen the hit on him? I, you know what? I was just going to bring it up. I have not seen the hit. I've heard people talking about it, and what, I've heard people describe it as more so like just a regular kind I of want, like. I, I'll, I'll talk play. about it. I'll talk about it. Give my two cents while you look it up, please, because I want I your am, opinion. Right now, go ahead. Now the original. So there's there's two parts of it. There's he gets hit into the boards, which is a clean, hard hit in hockey. And then he, like, uh, I think it's Matheson. Yeah. He kind of, like, he just kind of throws him on the ice. Now, it was a hard check, and it was, you could pre, you could call it dirty, I guess, if you want. If you want to be a, you know, a, like a child about it. But it's hockey. They're not playing soccer. Um, now, I'm not the guy who's sitting here saying, it's hockey. Throw his face against the glass and then rub his face against the glass so it bleeds. I'm not saying that, okay? Oh, he has no idea where he is right now. I'm just watching it. Yeah, but my point is is that, like, I don't think it was suspendable. I really don't. I, I And they gave him a two-game suspension, which, again, that's not really that big of a deal. But still... Um, I don't think it's really. I don't know. I I I saw it and I was just. I'm look, look. Whenever it comes to any of this stuff right now in any sport, whether it's football or hockey, I'm gonna err on the side of let them fucking play. Quit policing them too much. Here's the thing, you, you, Matheson. If you watch the beginning of the play, Matheson gets turned inside out. Yeah. By a, an 18 year old, 19 year old uh, rookie in Pedersen. So he's embarrassed and pissed. Mm-hmm. And the puck did go over there, so he was, you know, it wasn't like he was behind the play and he hit him. But he's, it was, it was the extra, like he literally picked him up and like ragdolled him, like. And look, Matheson is a big dude. This kid's Pedersen. He's probably got like he probably weighs like a buck sixty or something like that. Like, what's the point in picking this kid up and tossing him to the ice like this? Um, like, I, I, I'm fine with you finishing the hit hard and everything. That's fine. It's the slamming him. He basically picked him up and slammed him into the ice. No, I, I get it. I mean, I, I don't think it's anything that warrants anything more than a two-game suspension if you're going to suspend him. I don't even know if it's suspendable. But I, it's to me, I, it's definitely it's a you know it's definitely a penalty and everything else that what came along with it. But yeah. I'm borderline on where I'm fifty-fifty on whether I want to say he should have been suspended a game or two or not. Yeah, but no more than two. Yeah, I, I think if you're going to suspend him, like, anything more than two is just, I think, a little bit too ridiculous, especially for a first-time offender. Now, if it was Tom Wilson, Tom Wilson would have done the Stone Cold Stunner on the ice. Or, like, you know, would have done a fucking, like, Undertaker tombstone. I don't know, whatever. Um, and would have gotten, maybe at this, at this rate, he might have gotten 60 games. <laughs> yeah, but if it happened in the playoffs, he would have got one. That hearing is tomorrow morning, by the way. Wilson? Yeah, he has that hearing tomorrow morning, so we'll figure, find out if he gets it reduced or not. Oh, okay. I did not know that. Yeah, that, that that's just my take on it. And again, as I said, I'm going to err on the side of let them fucking play because the... That's a penalty. Uh, the the okay. entire 
Sorry. No, you're fine. You just distracted me. The entire like landscape of sports right now is like protect the player, protect the player, protect the player, and it's just I get it. It's just frustrating sometimes, especially when you watch football. And I know this is not a football podcast, but when you watch football and like, you know, someone fucking sneezes on the quarterback and they throw a fucking fifteen yard penalty. It's just, it just that entire. It, and you know, maybe I'm judging it uh, the hit off of this, and but I'm you know I'm just talking about what's in my head fresh. Right, and I understand what you're saying, and I I agree that like. You don't want to take the physicality out of the game, whether you're talking about football or hockey or whatever you're talking about. That's but what makes it time, so great. What they're That's trying why. to eliminate is like the extra like crap that goes on where it's just completely unnecessary. Like it's one thing, like yeah, we'll shove each other, you know, in front of the net, you know, going for a loose puck. That's fine. No, no, no one's saying anything about that. I mean, in this instance, he literally, you know, body slammed the guy yeah. into the ice and tried to like drive him into uh through the ground to china or something i mean it was it was just excessive like everything up until that i was completely fine with yeah all right a few other quick notes uh i think buffalo is off to a decent start right now they got off yeah to a, they uh, got Rob, off what's his there i'm sorry what i was gonna call it say robin leonard yeah. he's not there anymore no carter hutton carter hutton he is at a phenomenal start they give him like 40 or 50 shots a game but he's played phenomenal. he I watched the entire Ranger game uh, against them, and I think it also has, you know, it's a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. The Rangers aren't that skilled up front, and the Sabres gave up a lot of shots, but he stopped a lot of point-blank shots, and he continues to play pretty well. I, 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 uh, I watched the Vegas-Buffalo game last night a little bit. It was 2 nothing when I turned it off. I mean, a few of the goals he had given up were like, you know, the puck changed direction very late uh, towards the net. So, I mean, I'm not going to – I'll never blame those in the goalie. Those are – you know, when the puck changes direction twice right in front of the net, that you almost have, you know, next to zero chance of saving it. You just got to hope that you just get hit by the puck. Um, yeah, exactly. You just rely on your positioning. Um, but, yeah, I thought he's a – if he can continue to play at the pace that he's playing at and stay healthy, they have a chance to make the playoffs this year. Um, cause especially because him and then Eichel up front, Eichel looks really good. Eichel's had a really strong start. I think he needed it, especially with getting the captaincy you know, uh, right before uh, the season started. Yep. Uh, that puts a little extra pressure, makes that jersey weigh a little uh, heavier. Um, but he's he's been playing light and easy so far. Yeah. Um, playing really well. So it's been uh, good to see. Yeah. We already talked about it uh, briefly, but Paul Mary is playing out of his mind. Um, and McKinnon. McKinnon has, I believe, it's what six goals in his first his team's first six games, seven total. Seven total, yeah. But six and out of six, six out of David, six. So uh, I think he broke uh, Matt Sundin's franchise record when he was with the Nordiques. David Pasternak also had a good start. He's got seven goals through uh, five games. Yeah, um, but he's a, he, he's a you know him and McKinnon they're they're solid guys that are always going to be there. Not exactly shocked by that. Um, little surprise in the top goal scoring. Alex DeBrincat of the Blackhawks, six goals in five games, three assists for nine points. Been one of the big surprises there to help um, the Blackhawks, who are still, and I believe they are the only undefeated team. Ah, uh, the Devils. It's always the damn Devils. Um, Devils are four zero and zero, and the Blackhawks are three zero and two. Got a sport team. Got a sport team. Um, all right, we're gonna move on to the next segment. Uh, which is Muppet of the Week. 
anyone who's listened to the football podcast knows that the Muppet of the Week is me calling out someone for being dumb. Someone for uh, maybe not necessarily being dumb. Dumb is a harsh word, and millennials get offended by that these days. But um, Muppet uh, is just, you know, it's, it's, it's a questionable act. Our, the Muppet of the Week is going to be William Allen. Um, now, Will, for most people who either uh, have listened to the podcast before or All Around Game, he started All Around, Network, All Around Game Network. Um, he's in Australia right now. Good day, mate. Throw another shrimp on the barbie. I don't know if he. I don't know if he listens to the hockey podcast at all. He's not a big Ch- hockey. Cheerio, all that good stuff. Dan, that's England. Shut up. Um, they they were founded by England. True. It's the same accent, basically. Okay, calm down. All right, but Will is the Muppet of the week. I wake up this morning to a trade proposal in our fantasy football league. Now, our fantasy football league is he offered me Drew Brees. You ready for this, everyone? Drew Brees. Now, this is a PPR league. Drew Brees for Melvin Gordon. Who in their right mind would trade Melvin Gordon? Straight up? Straight up, yeah. Huh, interesting. Yeah. Also, Will, I've been asking other people around the league, too. Will is notoriously known for offering some very lopsided trades. Now, I'm just curious, Will. Are you just hoping that someone hits the wrong button and hits accept at one point? It has happened before. It probably has. Uh, But, man... He really wants to get rid of Drew Brees and Matt Ryan, but uh, uh, yeah, he's uh, he, he's he's fishing for that one. Fishing without a hook. Yeah, uh, so that's a that's a negatory on the pository there for you, bud. So your Muppet of the week is William Adam. Allen. Allen yeah. Allen. Who's Will Adam? Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> he's next week's Muppet of the week. We'll find the Will Adam, and he'll be the Muppet. Yeah. All right. Well, what else? All right, uh, we have covered everything as far as the early season, you know, reviews. I think that one quick thing, it is now time for the first installment of the Lose for Hughes Watch. Lose for Quinn Hughes, Jack Hughes. No, that's the brother Jack 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 Hughes. Uh, Shut the fuck up, I get the names mixed up, asshole. Q, uh, how do you Q, ah, never mind, whatever. Anyway, so... Obviously, you know, if you really follow hockey and definitely and you're paying attention to next year's uh, draft, there is a clear-cut number one pick. It is Mr. Jack Hughes, who's right now playing with the U.S. national team. Uh, there's talks he might go play with his brother in college, but his brother would have to come back for his junior year at Michigan. As a Michigan fan, I would love to see the two of them on the ice together. It would be absolutely insane, I think. Uh, I don't see that happening. This kid, no matter what team picks him, he's going to step right onto the ice and be one of their top centers, if not the top center on the team. Uh, he He's probably the closest thing I've seen to skating as just top speed with the puck to Connor McDavid in the highlights and things that I've seen. And he's just insanely smart, sees the ice. Anyway, so the campaign that everyone is putting out there is hashtag lose for Hughes. So obviously, there people are referring to tanking to this for the season, so you could get the first pick in the draft, which really doesn't even guarantee anything because you have the lottery in the NHL. Yeah. So it just guarantees you the best odds of getting the first pick, which we've seen in the past doesn't always work out for you. No. As far as getting the actual first pick. Yeah. So right now we have some early contenders. The Red Wings are the only winless team in the NHL. They are 0-4 and two. Making a hard, hard push. Hard push. They got two points, two whole points. But tied for them, and they're always seemingly right there with it, are the Coyotes of Arizona. Ah! They, are, 
That was pretty good, actually. That was actually pretty fucking good. I'm pretty that happy was, with my Coyote noise. I, that was impressive, I got to say. So the Coyotes have played five games. They are 1-4. No overtime losses. Hey, so you, got, hey, I'm just quick question. Maybe we should start a poll. Do you guys think I could send that to like a voiceover agent and get an agent out here to do some voiceover work? Let's 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 cool your jets there, buddy. <laughs> let's focus on one thing at a time. All right, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I get distracted easily. Right. One of our surprises, actually, sorry, I take I take that back. The Red Wings are not the only winless team. The Panthers are winless. They're 0-2 two and two. Yeah. They have two points and two overtime losses. <laughs> that was my Panther. No, no, no. You just lost your voiceover job. All that right. was a terrible Panther in the imitation. All right, whatever. Uh, so those are three teams with two points that are leading it. But you've got another four teams and only four points right behind them. The Rangers, Blues, Oilers. Uh, God help us if the fucking Oilers get the first pick in the draft. If the I'm Oilers get the first something. pick in the draft, I am no longer a hockey fan. I will, I will take over. I, I, I'll, I, uh, I, I'll never watch the NBA, but I'll find something else to watch. Curling. Curling Night in America was on uh, the other night. It was pretty intense, I got to say. I just, if the Oilers get the fucking first pick in the draft again, like, I will, they don't deserve it. They do not deserve it. They're a terribly run organization. Uh, all right, anyway. Let's, now now, now you piss me let's, off. Let's, let's digress and yeah. go into our other first installment uh, segment that we're going to call Puck Bucks. Sleep, Partner, partner. Parlay? That's the one. Parlay. Parlay. Yeah. Puck bucks. What, what? ka All right. So, <laughs> puck bucks. <laughs> I'm just going to move on. Uh, puck bucks is going to be a weekly betting segment where we're going to start. Luca and I are going to start with $500 each. Fake money because neither of us have $500. We're poor. And we're going to use FanDuel Sportsbook as our general sports book, you know, to go by as far as odds and whatnot. Yeah. And we'll pick whatever day we're recording. We will be picking as many or as little games. We have to pick something that night and putting some money on. So we could put, like, your bet tonight. You said you put $20 on the over in all four games tonight. So right now you need a little – you need two goals here in the third period. From the Ranger Caps game, it's a three-two game, and that was a over six. Um, well, you're on a delay because they just scored another goal. I am on a delay. I'm watching. There we go. All right, we need one. Yeah, Crimes! Woo! It's a power play goal. There you go, sweet sassy molassy. That's a goal. That was actually really good timing, by the way. Yeah, that. I just you you said you said the yeah, and I just kind of turned and looked. Um, between that and also the, the what part of the segment we're in too. Um, anyway, so. You took the over in all four games. So you took the Rangers, Caps, over six. Blues, Canadians, over five and a half, which really means you need six total goals there. Bruins, Calgary, Flames later, over six. And then Islanders, Ducks, over five and a half. You're looking solid here. As long as this doesn't go to a shootout type 3-3, you get the over here. Yeah. Canadians Blues not looking too hot right now. Nine minutes left in the third, only three goals. Okay. You need th- at least three more in that one. You did a fourteen parlay, so if one of these doesn't hit, you're screwed. Yeah, no, I, it's all right. You know, um, I only put twenty bucks down. Sure. So my bet for tonight, I, I was living a little more dangerously. I put fifty dollars down on all four games, and I went over in this game with the Rangers and Caps. I also took the over in the Blues Canadians, so I'm not looking too hot either. 
I took the under in the Ducks Islanders game. You took the over, and then I took the over in the uh, Bruins Calgary uh, game. Yeah, I took the over in everything. You took the over in everything. I took the over in everything except the Islanders Ducks. Yours with twenty dollars down pays out to two thirty six sixty seven, and mine pays out to fifty down five seventy six thirty nine. But I don't think either of our bets are looking too hot right now with that Montreal St Louis score. One of them has a two goal outburst, and then maybe we had an empty netter. You, you gotta you gotta root for those empty netters when you're betting hockey. That's the thing too. The empty netter is like it really can change things a lot with the betting. That's why it's tough to to bet like just a straight you know spread where it's one and a half usually every time you know you bet the team to win one and a half one half and you're relying a lot of times because it's a three two game or four three game you're relying on an empty netter to get you that and if, you know sometimes it's hard to you know get control of that yeah and if anyone else is wondering i was being quiet during the last minute or so because i was really i was looking for the youtube clip of kira knightley and uh and pirates of the caribbean saying parlay um, well, I took care of him. Oh, you I did? You did? We're going to get that sound edit. effect in? Yes! So people who are listening to this, they've already heard it. All right, cool. Parlay. Yeah, so at this point, <laughs> you'll understand what that was at the beginning. Because if you haven't seen it, seen the movie, you probably were listening to that in the beginning and saying, what in the fuck was that? I mean, who hasn't seen that movie? I haven't, actually. Yeah, well, you okay. Well, you know what? Kieran Knight was a rocket. Go watch it. Well, I mean, that's that's a given. But I've, I've actually never seen any of those uh, Caribbean, uh, Caribbean movies. I, I haven't seen past, I think, the first one. So we're going to do a new segment right here. Uh, we're going to just kind of highlight a few games here and there throughout the rest of the weekend and maybe early next week. Um, we're going to try and record each podcast on Wednesdays, try and get that consistently going. The main reason why I wanted to do this podcast is because I wanted to get kind of shed light on some of the really good play that's going on out there in the NHL and possibly turn a non-traditional hockey fan onto some games that are really, really fun to watch. And with that being said, Toronto-Pittsburgh tomorrow night is going to be really, really fun to watch. For someone who's not necessarily a big hockey fan, that's going to be, should be a high-scoring game. Um, take the over. Take t- the over. Take I'm the over right on that one 100%. You're right. Um, Pittsburgh with uh, with is that uh, yeah with the, with their goalie being hurt, Toronto not really playing much defense, but putting in seven goals a game. That's going to be a really fun game to watch. Um, Toronto covers the over under by themselves. Yeah, exactly. And then you got Nashville Calgary on Friday night, which is going to be a really fun matchup. Nashville's off to a hot start. Calgary's going to be really fun to watch this entire season. Johnny Hammond, she's up there in uh, the Saddle Dome. She'll be rocking pretty good. And Saturday, you got a slate of games. I think mean, it's like 13 games Saturday. You could choose from a bunch out there. Arizona, uh, Arizona, uh, Carolina. No. Or no, I'm Arizona. sorry, I'm not, not Arizona. No one wants to watch Arizona. It's, it's not Arizona. It's uh, Colorado, uh, Carolina. Sorry. Colorado Carolina would be a very interesting game to watch to see though because uh, Colorado they're both off the good starts. Colorado they made the playoffs last year, so they weren't you know a lot of people expect them to be you know good this year. Carolina has been a big shock, a good shock. Um, so that'll be interesting to see. I think you also got to look at uh, Devils Flyers one o'clock on Saturday. Yeah, um, those are two Metro teams division game. Devils haven't lost a game yet. Flyers have been up and down. Typical flyer story, consistent goal scoring, but you know, good guys up front. Yeah. So that'll be, I think that'll be a good, interesting game. See where uh, the Devils and Flyers kind of meet and settle in the uh, what's it called in the Metro. Um, and then we got real quick. We got Sunday, Tampa and Colorado, or Tampa and Chicago. 
Um, that's a rematch of the Stanley Cup final from a few years ago. Both teams are off to decent starts right now. I don't, Tampa's, I don't think, lighting the world up, but I don't think anyone's really worried about Tampa. Chicago's off to a great start. And then Monday, I'm going to throw out... Caps Canucks. Caps Canucks is a fun one. Monday's got some good games. Colorado, Philly, St. Louis, Winnipeg, and Washington, uh, Vancouver. That's uh, that's a fun ga- that's a fun slate of games on Monday night for you. Yeah, definitely not that Red Wing game. I don't want to see. Red definitely not the Giants and Falcons game. Take take the uh, take the under in that one. I have no idea. Don't. It was. Don't, it's fifty six. This it's is 56. my this is my advice for the Giants Falcon game. Don't watch it. <laughs> well, just watch the Giants. Uh, if if you can figure out when they're only going to run the ball with Saquon, then watch the game. Yeah, or it's just or just play. you know it'll be on YouTube or Instagram in like five seconds, so don't worry about it. Um, Tuesday night, Tuesday night, Sharks Preds, eight o'clock, NBCSN. Everyone watch it. Yeah, that's actually gonna be a fun one. Um, and that's, right. that's national game on NBCSN. Everyone can watch it. Yeah. That's a good one. All right, guys. We just kind of gave you a, a bunch of fun games to t- uh, take a look at later in the week. Um, but do it, and uh, we will talk to you guys later. All right? Deuces. Peace out.